Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. Now you have a chance to listen to the young up-and-coming preacher here at Open Bible. Save your autographs for later, please. But Nathan Batchelder is... uh, I think I could be wrong on this, but I think he is our only current Bible college uh, student. If I'm wrong, I'll get slapped upside the head later by someone. But uh, Nathan is in second year, second division year. now, pastoral studies, correct? And counseling, yep. And counseling. And uh, he's been showing me some of his class load lately, and this guy is busy, busy, busy. But I know he has worked hard to study God's word so that he can present it to you the best way possible. So uh, give your undivided attention to Nathan now as he shares God's word with you. Thank you, Colin. And it is a blessing to be able to... Let me bring this down a little bit. (laughs) It is a blessing to be able to be here in church today and a blessing to even have the opportunity. I'd like to ask uh, if you can turn your Bibles to Philippians 2 in the New Testament. Philippians 2. I'll give you all a moment to get there. All right, if you are there, say amen. Amen. All right, we'll start in verse number one. It says, If if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of God, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better look than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal to God. We'll then skip over to verse number 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. I'll pray and then we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this great and wonderful day that you've brought to us, Lord. I thank you for the nice weather and for uh, the wonderful uh, creation that you've made, Lord. Lord, I thank you for everything you've done, even for the opportunities. And Lord, I just ask that I please do not uh, say anything bad or uh, ruin your, uh, what I'm going to be saying about your word in any way, Lord. And I just ask for the right words to say. Lord, I ask you first in your wonderful name. Amen. So before uh, my came here, or before I got like um, what I was thinking, what I was going to do, I was really praying and I was saying, you know, what do you, what do you want me to talk about? What do you want me to say? And God answered the prayer, so I'm going to title this message, Something to Think About, because 
when I was sitting down one day, he was, he was telling me, you know, like, maybe you should think about this. And there was one time I was at a, I went to a house. We, I, I was asked to go there and go pick something up. It was an abandoned house. And I was going there with a friend, and I really wasn't comfortable at all to go in there. I was kind of like, you know, abandoned house. Of course, I'm going to feel a little spooked out. But I go, with, go there with the friend, and I'm in there. I'm picking everything up, getting everything together. And the whole time, I felt like I was being watched. And I'm like, all right, this is weird. I don't, it doesn't feel good. And I'm looking at my friend, and he feels the same way. And we get out there for a minute. I look at him, I'm like, if you see a picture frame move or anything move, we're running, okay? And he's like, all right, we're running, we're running. And something that I never fully, like, really thought about was, yes, we're, well, we're being watched, but I wasn't being watched that day, that day by someone else. I was being watched by God. God's always watching in every single area, no matter what we're doing. He's watching us in the good times and the bad times. He's watching us when we're committing sin. He's watching us when we're doing good deeds. We could be at a whole table, a table of hundreds of people. God's at that table, but we're not recognizing him. We tend to forget that God's always there. He's always been here. And he's not like far on the table in the corner. He's next to us. He's right next to us. And we aren't being mindful of him. So that's going to go on to my point number one, which is be mindful of God. Be mindful of God. We saw in verse number, uh, verse number 12, or verse number 5, it says, let this mind be in you. There's the right word, mind. Think about that. Which was also in Christ Jesus. We want to be like-minded of Christ. We want to have the right mind. Now, verse number two says, Fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. One thing I think about when I think of mind is I think of a, a Greek word, and it's actually it's called nous, N-O-U-S. And that means mind linked to God's will, or even just mind. If we're like-minded to God and we, and we are mindful that God is there, we're going to think uh, about what we're doing. And we're going to realize, like, God's always watching. We need to watch what we do. God's always watching. We don't want to get caught in temptation. We want to get out ASAP. ASAP. So I'm going to ask y'all to turn your Bibles now to 2 Timothy 2. I got a lot of verses in mind today. <laughs> 2 Timothy 2, verse 22. It says, Flee also youthful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with him that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. We don't want to get caught in the temptation. When God's sitting right here, he's standing right here, watching over us with anything we do, with how we might treat people, with anything, we need to be mindful. And in order to get out of that kind of temptation, we need to think of a bunch of different things. 
We're going to now go over to 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15. For those who know me pretty well, my favorite book of the Bible is 1 Corinthians. So 1 Corinthians 15. 15.31 states, I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. I die daily. If when we wake up every morning, we need to put everything aside, we need to say, we're starting the day anew. We're starting it with Christ. I'm going to die daily, every morning, every night, dying daily. Not to get caught in the temptation. We can also go to 1 Thessalonians 5.17. I'm not going to ask y'all to turn there. It's a three-word three um, three verse, which is pray without ceasing. We need to wake up in the morning, die daily. We need to get down on our knees. We need to pray without ceasing. And then back in uh, Philippians uh, 2, it says... Um, in verse 13 and 14. It says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do in his good pleasure. Do all things without murmurings and disputings. We need to do all things for Christ. That led me to actually my life verse, which is actually from the Wilds Church Camp. And it's 1 Corinthians 10.31. Whether therefore ye eat or ye drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all for the glory of God. Do all for the glory of God. And that's going to lead me to my point number two, which is be mindful to think before you do something. There was a time at my work where um, I would be working and we'd be cleaning everything up and there, these, these kids always came in. They, they, had like the, they always had dirty hands. I don't know why every single time they had dirty hands. They'd come on in, they'd just put their hands right on the window, every single window. And I really started getting frustrated with it. I was like, oh, they're always putting their hands on these windows. And it was really frustrating me and making me really upset. But really, I, I started to realize while I was studying this that we, real, we all need to be mindful to think before we do something. And, I, and through God's grace, he's helped me and he's helped in this situation. So I'm going to ask then to turn to Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18, 13. He that answereth a matter before he heareth it. It is folly and shame unto him. And then we're going to turn the book back about one or two pages to Proverbs 16.20. And it says, well, back in the other one, it was saying, it was saying, oh, I just lost it. 16.20. Uh, it says, he that handleth a matter wisely shall find good. Whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. 
Back in 1813, it says, He that answereth a matter before you heareth it, it is folly and shame unto him. So that one is actually talking about someone who hear it, who hears about something, and he just handles it. He doesn't think about it. He's just dealing with it. He deals with the matter right when he hears it. But then we look back in the other one in verse 20, it's saying, He that handleth the matter wisely shall find good, and whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. So that one's saying he handled it wisely. So being able to then think about the situation before you do it. And that was actually something like also, like I also told my brother a lot. Like when we were younger, I would always say, you know, think before you do something. And then just don't do it unless it's good. Now that really ticked him off. It really bothered him now, to the point where he would just use it against me anytime I did something dumb. And now that I think about it more, it's think before you do something. And then just don't do it unless it glorifies God. We want to glorify God in everything we do. So we need to be mindful before you do something. We need to be mindful of God. He's right there. And be mindful before you do something. Think right. Because if we handle the situation properly, in verse 20 it says, you shall find good. Whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. I'm then going to uh, turn my Bible to 2 Corinthians 12, 19. 2 Corinthians. Again, think ye that we excuse ourselves unto you. We speak before God and Christ, but we do all things, dearly beloved, for your edifying. We do all things. There, is it, there it is again, just like 1 Corinthians 10.31. Do all for the glory of God. We do all things, dearly beloved, for your edifying. So we need to be mindful of God. We speak before God, but we do all things for God. Now how do we glorify God and do all things and be able to have a sworn testimony? We can always trust in God one thing that my grandfather always said, it was actually right before his passing, he had passed earlier this year, is he always talked about, his, his, one of his favorite verses was Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. In that verse, I've noticed that a lot of people like to take that out of context a lot. Like they'll They'll be on an airplane with a parachute and they'll say, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. They'll jump, jump off or they'll, uh, or they'll do something really crazy like a new skateboard trick and say, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. But my grandfather said it very differently. He got to a point he couldn't even get up, stand up or um, do pretty much anything. He couldn't really do too much before the end. And people always said, like, you know, what's your thoughts? And he said, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. They're like, well, you can't really walk too well. He's like, I can do all things through Christ that I can right now. I can do all things that I can right now through Christ which strengtheneth me. Without him, I wouldn't be here. Without him, I wouldn't even be alive. Without him, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. But I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. We could say that all about our, like, even our lives. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't 
know the word if it wasn't through Christ which strengtheneth me. I wouldn't know anything. I wouldn't know many, many people. But through Christ, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. So that's going to lead me to my third point. Be mindful who we are living for. And next to it in parentheses is do right. One of the big rules at my college is do right. It's pretty much like the biggest rule in the college. Number one highlighted. It's like the biggest rule. They say, you know, as, as long as you do right, it's good. And really it's like one, one question and then it's like 30 different, uh, 30 different answers in that, in that one area. But do right. So that's going to lead me to go to 1 John 1. We'll start in verse number 4. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. We do not know the truth, and, or, and do not know the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Christ, his son, cleanseth us with all sins. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word not in us. So I'm actually going to ask Colin to help me with a little bit of an illustration. So one thing that I really thought about was when we're caught up in our sins with the temptation, we're having, if you can just tighten that real quick. Thank you. That's good. I think that's good. I can't and we're getting caught in all this, all this sin. And it's just wrapping us up. And we can't get out. And we're struggling to get out. And we don't know what to do. It says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. We have no sin. Well, guess what? We're sinning. And just like in verse 6, it says and walk in darkness, we lie. We've all lied in life. We've all definitely sinned. We're, we're all sinners. But it says in verse number 9, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That was fun doing that. And through Christ, we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. When he forgives our sins, we're going to escape this. We're going to get out of this. We don't want to get caught in the sin. Because through Christ, we are free. And we don't want to get caught by all that. We don't want to get caught up in all that temptation. Another Greek word is noetic. And that means sin's effect on our ability to think and reason biblically. 
When we handle situations, we need to think of, this, of what our flesh is thinking. We need to think on the ability and think re, uh, biblically. We need to think what God would do in those situations. Because God is always watching. He's been watching all of us at every point in our life. And we don't want to get caught in that. We don't want to get caught in temptation. When we die, God looks at us and he's like, I know what you did. We don't want to be caught in that. We don't. That's going to lead me to my last, uh, my last uh, book that I'm going to be going to. It's Psalm 139. Psalm 139. It says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my downsitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar. Thou compassed my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before. And laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is, is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. Whither shall I go from thy, thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings in the, of the morning and dwell on the othermost parts of the sea, even, even there shall thy hand lead me. And thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be the light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. For thou possesseth reins. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works. And that's my soul knoweth right well. And we'll go down to verse 19. Surely thou wilt slay the uh, wicked, O Lord. Depart from me, therefore, ye bloody men, for they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that, that, that hate thee. And I am not grieved with that rise up against thee. I hate them with a perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O Lord, or O God, and know my, know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. So the whole first part of the verse, it's literally saying, Thou knowest my down-sitting, mine uprising. He understandeth my thought afar off. He knows my path lying down. He's right there. So he's talking the whole time. He's right there. We need to be mindful of God in everything, in every situation. No matter where we are, we need to be ready and say, it's all right, God's with me. Say, God, I need you to protect my mind from what I'm about to do or say. I need you to give me wisdom. I need you to give me strength. Because I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to... Bring your word 
I don't want to bring your name down in any way, Lord. I want to handle this correctly. We don't want to get caught in the temptation. We need to think before we do something. And then just don't do it unless it glorifies God. And lastly, we need to be mindful who we are living for. We're living for Christ. Don't get caught in the sins. So just always be in mind that God's always in control. And through Him, through Him we can we can be better. We don't want to walk away from we don't want to walk away from God in any way. It says in Isaiah 59, uh, y'all don't need to turn there, but it says in verse 13, in transgression and lying against the Lord and departing away from our God, speaking oppressions and revolt, conceiving and utter uttering from the heart words of falsehood, and judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street. And equity cannot enter, yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. We don't want to walk away from God when trials do come, because God is always ready to help us. All we need to do is trust in him. We need to be mindful of him, always. I'll pray, and then I'll hand it back to you, Colin. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for me being able to come up here and be able to speak about your word, Lord. I just ask that, uh, that there's people that are able to, uh, from what they've heard today, to be able to take something home and to be able to use it in your, uh, in your glory, Lord, and be able to use it in your word. Lord, I thank you, and I ask you for, all, for this. In your wonderful name, amen. Okay, Mr. Bible College student, here's your midterm exam. Oh, boy. What's the theological word for what you talked about today with God's seeing everything and being everywhere? Tis, um, no cheating. Omniscient? No. <laughs> See, that's why you don't cheat off of somebody else's test. It's the other <laughs> omni. Tis omni presence. Yeah. Omnipresence. Someone once said that God's omnipresence is the biggest challenge and the biggest blessing, depending on what you're doing. <laughs> and that's, that's what Nathan shared today, is if you're doing wrong, the fact that God's seeing you ought to give you a little kick in the pants to rethink what you're doing. If you're doing right, it ought to be the biggest encouragement to you, even if no one else has seen, because God has. And I like... I like that. The think about is what you're doing right before God. And it, how how'd you word it? What was the and and don't do it unless it is. What was the wording? Think before you do something, and then just don't do it unless it's for glorifying God. Think before you do something, and then don't do it unless it glorifies God. I like that. I'm writing that one down. So Nathan gave you a lot today from God's word. Thank you for uh, the very evident time and study you put into that. It has been a blessing. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. 
If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.